you know, it's good to be reminded of where of where our help comes from. It's good to be reminded of where the source and strength, the origination of our lives come from. And what I refer to is not what we see and feel. Amen. We are, we are very uh, accustomed to being tuned in to the natural world. We're accustomed to listening to sounds that come through our physical eardrums. Uh, but far too, pe- far too many people are accustomed to listening uh, to another place. Because the, there are sounds in the spirit. How many understand the realm of the spirit, the realm of God, is much more real than everything you see and feel? As the scripture says, what we see and feel is temporary. And it's much more real. And it's it's tragic when, when people are so in tune with the physical world and oblivious to anything beyond. And we need to understand that anything that comes from God to us comes from if you can if you will from there and not here I don't mean to sound just mystical but it comes from where he is it doesn't come from where we are now many times it'll come through where we are but even as the the Lord led me a moment ago to be silent I didn't I'm just trying to think of something to do. Just want you to know it was intentional at the moment. Silence is missing from too many lives. Hmm. Even when you pray, you're you're checking your email at the same time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even when we, you know, we got so much going on that we know how to listen to this world. But we don't know how to listen to that to the spirit realm we don't know how to listen to the voice of the spirit when I say we don't that might sound negative as a Christian we all have that inherent ability because he's in you alright but like tuning in a radio station you've got to tune in and if we don't the only time we think there's music is when we hear it huh I'm telling you there's more music than what we hear only time we think it's time to praise, you know, when we're surrounded with voices. And don't get me wrong, this is the plan of God that we do this in the physical realm. But we do it in tune and in touch with Him. It, it's possible for a Christian, amazing now, watch, a Christian to be so dull to spiritual things that God could yell through a megaphone, Hey! And we wouldn't even know it. And if it gets loud enough where it penetrates into the physical world, people say, what was that? In the Bible, that happened on on one occasion I'm thinking of. They said, it thundered. God spoke, and they thought it was thunder. But Jesus knew exactly what what the Father said to him. He heard words. Other people heard noise. I don't want to be among those who just hear noise. Hmm. And one thing to consider along these lines is if we never get quiet, if we get uncomfortable, you know, in silence, whether in a group or by ourselves, and well, we're really showing that we're just, we've got to hear something that our flesh can grab a hold of. When, when, when we value the Lord speaking from heaven, and I say from heaven, inside of us, then we will be looking for that. I want to learn how to live out of here. And like I said, we all know this, 
much of what comes from there to here comes through a natural vessel, comes through a physical person, comes through musicians when, it, when we talk about music. But, uh, you know, words come through people. The teaching and preaching and prophecy comes through people. However, I must um, be in a position where I can recognize when a person speaks what's God and what's just a person talking. Hmm? How many think that would be valuable? <laughs> I mean, to just really be able to dissect and say, you know, it's like, you know, cutting the fat off a steak. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Get to the good stuff. To be able to hear anyone at any time speak and be able to go, da, 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 okay, mm, I'm going to eat this. You know, as some say, as smart as an old cow, eat the hay and leave the sticks. If you don't know what that means, uh, I can explain that. <laughs> I have experience with the cows. <laughs> but you get hay sometimes that wasn't great condition, great quality, had a lot of sticks in it, maybe just something, something else that was growing in the field with it when they bailed it, uh, you know, the cow got the, you know, what do you call that, a casserole, it's got a bunch of junk in it, you know, <laughs> uh, anyway, but you, the cow will eat that, and the cow is smart enough, you come back there after a while, all the hay is gone, and all the junk is still there, the cow didn't say, oh, I'm not, I'm not eating this. There are totally sticks in here. <laughs> but also he was smart enough to know, all right, this is hay, this is stick. And he could do that with his mouth. I mean, they got those big tongues and stuff, but, you know, he was able to separate. <laughs> Enough with the illustration. Spiritually now, can we separate? Spiritually, can we look and see what God is saying, what he's doing, and recognize this? And uh, it's something we exercise ourselves unto. You know that? Because this goes way beyond the realm of entertainment, which most of us are accustomed to. We're accustomed to in this world, we watch TV. I mean, entertainment's huge in our society. And in its proper place, it can be fine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we don't want to be lovers of pleasure, as the Scripture says, would happen in our day, rather than lovers of God. But entertainment is big. But this is something that your physical eye is not excited about. Your physical ear isn't going, yeah. It's, it's inside. Now, sometimes that can happen simultaneously. There can be outward stimulation through music and, and, and those kind of things. And at the same time, yeah. But what I never want to have, I'll take the yeah in here anytime without the yeah out here and I'll take the yeah out here with the yeah in here but I never just want the outward not when it comes to my relationship with God I'll not watch a movie sometimes and go yeah out here you know cheering for the good guy but when it comes to the spirit of God oh I never want to lose that even today I, I, I began to pray and for a while, I was like, hey, I hope the meeting goes better than this. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've ever had that in prayer. But, I, but I'm just praying in the Spirit and walking around my desk. And, you know, I do laps, but it only takes a second. But uh, I'm praying, 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 praying. Hmm. Just wasn't getting anything. I'm thinking, well, and you know, I walk by faith and not by sight, so we're going to step out. But after a while, it was like all of a sudden, I stepped into something. I thought, sure glad I didn't stop 10 minutes ago. Mm. And really, the anointing, anointing of God came on me, and I thought, all right, we're good now. Seriously, I mean, I didn't know what, not that I had any direction yet, but I thought, we're good. I'm telling you, when you experience the anointing of God manifesting on you, everything else becomes doable. I'm telling you, you can do anything when you sense the power of God on you. Because it's just an awareness that I am not alone. I am not by myself. I have tapped into something more than me. 
something greater and more powerful, has more wisdom, and the, the, just the, the, the potential of God is all over you in that place. Amen. And that's not something we work for. It's just something we get focused and we pray. And what helps me is not only praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues, is, is prophesying too. And when I say, I say that on a real low level now, not, not necessarily seeing into the future, but just begin to, I'll sometimes have little songs, real little ones, not songs that I'd write down or ever, you know, teach to another person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not that, they're not that good. <laughs> but sometimes just a little phrase, you know, well, you know, I started quoting that scripture earlier. But I'm praying along, and all of a sudden I start, it just seems like, the blessing of the Lord will make you rich, and he won't add any sorrow to it, or with it, actually, scripture said, and it came out a little different this morning. But uh, <laughs> it just kept rolling out of me like that. I just think, I just sing, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, he adds no sorrow with it. Blessing of the Lord makes one rich. <laughs> he has no sorrow with it. It's just a scripture from Proverbs. <laughs> I thought, where did that come from? I don't know, but it came out of me. So I started, to go. and I find when I do things like that, I just yield to whatever's in me. It's like the presence of God begins to manifest more. And then I'll go back into praying and praying in other tongues, and and I've, I've taken a whole another step up. It's the main thing is being in the Spirit. See, not positionally in the Spirit in Christ. That's most important. But you can be more or less in the Spirit in church. Most of you have experienced this. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, a few of you. Uh, you might not, I don't know if, any, if you can tell so far that the atmosphere in here is different than it was just a little bit ago. I mean, when I say, you know, like at seven, I don't know if you, if you can't tell that, don't think you're just whatever, but if you can recognize that and always look for it, I mean, always, always expect it. It's when God's presence begins to manifest. I don't want to live a spiritual life in a natural way where I describe everything about church just naturally. You know what I'm saying about, I heard someone say, I've quoted this here before, uh, but they, someone made this statement that the early church did like 95% of what they did by the power of the Holy Ghost. And they said, and the church today does 95% of what it does without the power of the Spirit. And they said it a little bit different, basically like if the Holy Spirit left, the church could continue with 95% of its activities. See, see, if that's a true statement, and again, the percentages, you know, I don't know, but uh, if that's a true statement, what that just tells us is that we are really, really carnal. We're just really tuned into natural stuff and not spiritual things. Amen. And in reality, God can use the natural and the spiritual together. But there's got to be some folks around who can recognize the power of God. You know, some of the most powerful times, and I've had some in, the, in these meetings, actually. Literally, some of the most powerful times in my life have been in some of our meetings that we've had in here so far. But I, I've had some powerful times in um, when I've led groups on mission trips into foreign countries, and at night or whenever we were a break from doing ministry, I would make them, everyone gather around, and we'd have a, depending on how many people, you know, we might have 15 people or so uh, in a group, and we'd get in a, in a room, and I'd just say, let's start worshiping God. Well, kind of like we do here sometimes. And we just worship God. We just, you know, now and then we'd sing a song. You know, no instruments, because we weren't in that, had that ability in some of those situations. Uh, we'd just start worshiping God, start singing a song, and... I tell you what, you do that for an hour, sometimes more, uh, you experience things that you don't experience other, other times. I'm telling you. I mean, I, in, in the early days of my ministry, I didn't really know how to prophesy. When I say I didn't know how, I don't mean it's just a learned activity, but it's you give yourself to something. And I would find in situations like that, 
I would be able to. I would get to a place where all of a sudden what seemed hard, like, I don't know if I can do that, all of a sudden what seemed hard seemed easy. Amen. I mean, you, you probably recognize, well, maybe you don't, I don't know, recognize this, but I can tell you, sometimes when I'm teaching the Word, it is the easiest thing in the world. It just flows out. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth. It's like, hey, you know, it's just like, <laughs> what, what, what's the difference? Well, it's the amount of, I believe, of spiritual pull, spiritual expectation that takes place. Amen. <laughs> oh, this is just such a privilege and an honor to, uh, to minister to people who are hungry, who, who, who want God to talk to them, uh, who recognize that the Lord is a speaking God. He's not one who's keeping silent. He's not one uninterested in the daily affairs of our lives. He's one who speaks to us. He's one who, who, who talks to us on a regular basis. Thank God. Amen. Get out your Bible with me for a few minutes. And uh, let me show you something in here. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, He speaks to me. (laughs) Come on, sing it. He speaks to me. The Lord speaks to me. Every day He does. He speaks to my heart. He speaks to me. Hebrews chapter 4, <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4, come on Lord, talk some more. More than he's ever done before, he is the Lord, he is the Lord, <laughs> he is God to me, and he has made me free. He is the Lord. Yes, He is my Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're having some fun. (laughs) And we've just begun. Having some fun. Glory to God. Everybody say, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) You know, the Lord's in a good mood. It's always in a good mood. (laughs) Amen. I like to be aware of him more than I want to be aware of me. You know, know, those who minister and stuff and minister to people, you know, one of the great challenges at times is to be more aware of God than you are of the people looking at you. Because no matter what you do, someone's going to look at you kind of funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I haven't been noticing anyone. I'm purposely not looking to see. (laughs) I want to be in tune with the Lord. (laughs) Because I value that more than anything I could do in the natural. Amen. Amen. Support is good, though, too. Amen. People flowing with you. And you're flowing. We're flowing here tonight. Amen. Amen. We're listening. Listening on the inside. Where the Spirit abides, you know, you got something, you just let it bubble out. Hebrews 4. <laughs> Verse 12. It says, For the Word of God is living and powerful. Say it, living and powerful. What is the Word of God? It's living. Have you ever felt dead? God's Word is alive. You ever felt weak? God's Word is powerful. It is powerful. It is alive. Amen. It's not a dead word. Not a weak word. Not something that has no impact or effect on our lives. It's alive and powerful. What if that word is in me? Then it is alive and powerful in me. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord. God's Word is not an idle force. It's not a dormant issue. It is alive and powerful. God's what? His Word. That's what God says. When God says something, I tell you what, there is nothing that can stand in its way. Everything must move by the word of the Lord. I tell you what, nothing is impossible when there is a word from God. Can I encourage you today to highly value any time that you know for certain that God has spoken to you. Now, what I mean by that, of course we know the word of God is God speaking to us. Now, that must be rightly divided because sometimes Bible verses are other people speaking other than God. You know what I'm saying? I don't make Job my favorite quotation person, for example. Right? I want to make sure I'm quoting someone who's speaking by inspiration of God, not an evil king or not the devil because his words are in here too. I want to know that I'm speaking the word of God. Amen. But it, but here's also I want to qualify that. Any time of the day I can say, yes, this is, you know, yep, this is God speaking to me. Yes, this is God speaking to me. But, but sometimes you'll find that some of those words will come out off the page to you. You know what I'm saying figuratively? In, in the Greek, it's called the word rhema, R-H-E-M-A means a, it's a fresh word, it's a spoken word, it, it's a word that's alive, okay? Uh, sometimes in a church service, you'll get that. Sometimes all by yourself, you'll get that. Now, I've got to be honest with you, I don't have a life-changing word every day. Uh, but I want to encourage you to value and treasure every time that you know There'll be times when you'll go, hmm, I wonder about that. But there'll be times, and again, they, they might not be real close together. There's, there, there'll be times when it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, this is God speaking to me. This is God speaking to me. And you'll know it. And sometimes you'll tell somebody else, which in certain circumstances, that's a real good idea to tell somebody else. Sometimes you, you hold off because, you know, they might not receive it. Or they might just try to, you know, put a blanket on your fire. You know who to talk to and when to talk to. But sometimes it's a real good, real good idea. When you really know something, you tell somebody about it. Everybody listening to me? I said, when you know it's God, you value that. And sometimes you tell somebody else what God... It'll get bigger in you when you tell somebody else. It'll grow in you. And what starts small, the moment you start talking about it, will start to explode more. Amen. And that's the word of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants you to talk about what he said to you to the right people at the right time. Amen. Know who you're talking to. But if any, when you have those times, and partly I say this because... Uh, in my opinion, they don't happen every day. I don't mean you can't get revelation from the Word every day. But I'm talking when something more dramatic, I guess, more impacting, the Lord will talk to you about certain things. And you don't want to forget it. Some might be able to look back right now at things that you knew at that time. I mean, you knew it. It's like this was God. And you probably told a few friends or something. Said, man. But now, or maybe since then, you've thought back and wondered. You thought, you know, was that God? Or was I just real excited back then? Or, you know, what was that? Don't you do that. I'm not talking about if you wondered the whole time and it was just a, crazy thought after a pizza I'm talking about those times when you know 
And listen, if you've never had that, get ready, get ready, get ready, because you're going to have those experiences if you'll seek his face. He will talk to you, and you'll have times when, man, that was God. That was God. You want to write that down. You want to make that a, a memorable time because things don't get old in the Spirit. It's not like if God says something to you in 1990 that in 2010, you know, that was like 20 years ago. No, with the Lord, it could be exactly the same as if He said it to you yesterday. It's kind of like the cross. How many know what Jesus did for us is not old? The blood of Jesus is no less powerful today as it was the moment he came busting out of the grave. The spiritual things don't get old. That's why we're going to live forever. And it's, we can't even comprehend that. We're going to live forever and not get old. It's like, what is that? How do you live forever? I can't map my, wrap my mind around it. I can't wrap my mind around the universe either. This thing doesn't end. It's got to. But I guess it doesn't, as far as I know. You know what I'm saying? The things of God don't get old. I, I was sharing with our Bible school students recently, and I'll, uh, just as, as by way of illustration. I don't like to share some of these things, but I'll share it anyway. <laughs> I, I, I remember when I was first starting in full-time ministry, I was standing around with a group of three or four or five people, probably three or four, uh, one night, and we were just talking, talking about the things of God, probably after a church service or something. And, uh, and, and I said to them I said I know that God wants to use me in music I remember saying it don't understand I've never been a great musician and even at that time I was just starting to teach myself how to play the piano I didn't know much I knew C, F, and G, D minor, if I was in a good day. <laughs> you know, because it was a good transition to G. And uh, I remember saying that and knowing it. Now, I know at this point in my ministry, I do very little. And, uh, but here, here's the thing. I didn't, at that time, give as much weight to what I knew as I should have. If I had, I would have gotten good. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I could go back and do it again, I would have responded more seriously to what I knew God wanted me to do. And I never would have been a, become a great singer. I could have become a real good keyboard player. I really could have. And if I had taken that serious, I could have been, I believe, used to a greater level for 20 years. I never thought for a moment because I knew it wasn't my primary call. I knew that wasn't, wasn't God's call in my life just to be a musician. I knew it was the side thing, but I didn't know the magnitude of it. And so I just kind of did what I could. Did the minimum. And, and the Lord used it. To a, to a degree. I didn't know I would be leaving, leading for a long time. I'd be leading worship for almost 20 years. If you knew that, wouldn't you try to get good? <laughs> a friend of mine who pastors a church in another state, you know, lar larger church, he had a young guy in his church that was, I don't know, I think he was 20 years old or right around there. And uh, he had a call of God to, to, be, to worship and, and to lead. And, and the pastor wanted to make him the man I mean which would be a lot of responsibility you know he'd be overseeing a big ministry and all this stuff and uh, you know and you have to have respect and so forth so he went and told him this, this is you know this is what you're supposed to do I believe this is what you're called to do he said I want you to learn every instrument on the platform and I want you to be good you know I want you to be excellent at every one of them you got to be better than everybody else up there 
How many know that's a little bit of work? I mean, even if you're, even if you're musical. If you're not musical, that seems like... <clears throat> but even if, if you're musical, you realize it's doable, but it's still a lot of work. And what, what did he do? Well, he was setting him up to be respected by those who were twice his age. And had to listen to his commands, <laughs> you know, and, and, and do what he said to do and, and so forth. And, and But he did that, and he assumed a big leadership role at a very young age. And uh, it, it was helpful. But I'm just saying, when you know something, you get to a, a, a place, and you don't make this happen either. Well, what do I know? What do I know? <laughs> just relax. But as you go along and you seek him and you worship him, you have Talk, you know, discussions with friends, you're talking about the things of God, you'll watch. Sometimes you'll start to say something and you'll know it while you're saying it, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than me. Note that and give a whole lot of attention to it. Amen. Now, no matter what age, you know, if someone's, if someone's young, you're, you know, just getting started in life, listen, you, don't, you might think, I might play around with this for a few years. If it's a God thing, take note because you might be doing it for a while. Even if it's not, even, if it's, if it's not the main thrust of your life. You want to become excellent and develop what God has placed before you. For those who have a call to a speaking type ministry. Giddy up, time to study, man. It's time to develop some skills because you want, to, you want to be excellent in what you do for the Lord. Talking about God speaking to us tonight. <laughs> Talking about the word of the Lord coming to us. The, the scripture again said here that the word of God is living and powerful. He said, it said sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. See, that's a tight deal right there. <laughs> soul and spirit. He said, the word of God can get in there. It's like a real sharp knife. It can get even in, in between your spirit and your soul. See, they're, they're like together. The word of God can get in there and tell you, this is you, this is your emotion, this is thinking, this is the Lord. God's word has, a, has an ability to separate that stuff. How many know that's one of the problems we have when, when making decisions, trying to do the right thing? It's like, okay, is, is that just what I feel? Is that, uh, is that God? Yeah, uh, the word of the Lord separates the two. Amen. And God will tell you to, God will talk to you about things, to, by the way, that are impossible to you. Just, just in case you, you might have just thrown that out when he said it. Like, ah, oh, that could never be. If it could never be, that might be a red flag, you know, or, or a green flag, you know, that says, hey, this just might be God. You know, the Lord may talk to someone about uh, how, you, how, how you're going to control a certain amount of finances in the world. And it might be beyond your imagination. Don't write that off. Are you listening now? I know people the Lord has, has talked to and, and used the word be with. Be. You know what that stands for? Billion. And you think, well, I mean, that's kind of out there. I mean, how many people operate in that? Not many, right? But then a few years later, you hear about what they're doing, and they're almost there. Operating in billion-dollar projects. And you think, wow. Never discount. The Lord may, ha may say something to us uh, that we're going to influence a certain number of people that we think, I don't know about that. Again, we're talking about living out of that realm in this realm. Living out of the spirit world in the physical world. This is the potential of every human being who will call upon the Lord. Amen. Praise God. He said it's, uh, it pierces to that. He said 
soul and spirit, the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God does this. What is it? It's alive. It's powerful. You know that two-edged sword thing. Just a, a side note to that one definition in the, in the Greek language there is uh, the edge word. Two-edged means two-mouthed. Two-mouthed sword. And what that draws my attention to is God speaks it and I speak it. It's in God's mouth and then it gets in my mouth. I tell you what, God speaks, you know why? So that we can speak. God reveals so that we can reveal. You see, the scripture says, uh, uh, you might know where this reference is, that God does nothing except for that he first reveals it to his prophets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be Joel or uh, Amos. Amos, yeah. Uh, but God doesn't do anything. He doesn't just step into the affairs of man and step into the world and say, Hi, I'm God. This is what I'm going to do. No. The Scripture literally says, you can look that up for yourself. It, it, it says that He first talks to a person. He needs to talk to someone here in an earth suit. Why? Because God speaks, and then we speak... When God speaks and you speak, it happens. That's why I say when God uh, visits you, when God has a, has a time set apart, a time to minister to you, and you get to a place where there's something. It might not be a hundred things. It might not be everything you want to know, but there's something that you know. Then you speak it too. I almost want to sing it. Then you speak it too. (laughs) Amen. It's going to guide you now. When when, when you speak it too, what God said becomes activated, becomes alive and powerful, and starts cutting through (laughs) your life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's the way God's always done it. He gives a word, and a word changes everything. He gives a word, and that word changes everything. But you understand this, even when it comes to, uh, to prophecy, and I, and I say prophecy not just in, the, in the, the low-level sense of edification, exhortation, and comfort, but words of wisdom, direction that comes. Word of wisdom has to do with the future, remember? Uh, when the Lord says something, you know, sometimes those words are conditional. Sometimes, I, I believe that the Lord has said some things about the course of man and about his return and about the end of the world that no individual's unbelief is going to affect. Uh, but, but I believe that also there are words that the Lord has said things he wants to do they're in his heart before they're in our heart that he will speak to a person and their reception or rejection of that determines whether it happens sometimes people say well if god says it it's going to happen period you know he he's said a lot of things to us in the word and they happen for some and don't happen for others why is that because see it's the person receiving the word and what they do with it if i receive it it becomes operative in me what god intended is now a reality and if i don't receive it his word will leave me alone (laughs) you know what i'm saying it was still true and it was still right but it's not going to change anything in my life when the word of the lord comes to you what do you do that could be a song too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when the word of the Lord comes to you, what do you do? <laughs> what, are you what are you gonna do with that the, the word that comes to you? See, I, I'm looking to I'm looking for action words. When the Lord talks to me, I want to receive, I want to say yes, be it unto me according to your word, I want to agree, I want to say what he says. If the Lord says I'm going up, I say I'm going up. 
If the Lord says he's going to use me, I say he's going to use me. If the Lord says I'm coming out of my junk and despair and all the things that have hindered my life, then I say I'm coming up and out of all this junk and I'm moving forward in him. It's not, it's not uh, the final thing that I just hear, that I just get the word. I need to get that word in my mouth and start saying it. Praise God. That was the intent. That was the intention of God when he said it, that you would say it too. Amen. Did you get something from the Lord? Say it. Say it. That might start off you just saying it back to him. But yeah, I don't know about any of you uh, parents, but have you ever had, had, a, had a child, had one of your kids where you said something to them and they ignored you? I don't know if we've been unique in this. You tell, them to, you tell them to do something, and then you're waiting for a response, and you get nothing. And then you say, did you hear me? Yeah. Uh, a little, um, I heard you. <laughs> you know, a little, uh, little response to say, yes, I will, or something. Or more respectful, yes, sir, would be appropriate. I don't know if it seems rude to the Lord when he speaks to us and we say, come on now. The end result is not silence. There might be silence in the middle. When he's talking, shh. When he's talking, hush up and listen. But you need to acknowledge that you heard him. And one way we can do that is, you know, you get alone in your prayer time and, you, you know, you start saying, Lord, I believe you spoke to my heart. and You said, you said such and such. Acknowledge. Say, what? I know sometimes people get tripped up with there's a slight hesitation. Was it really God? Listen, your mind can always give you trouble in that regard. You have to get to a place where you say, Lord, I'm acknowledging this was you. I'm acknowledging that this was you speaking to me. That's when it becomes active. That's when the word of the Lord begins to uh, be set in motion. And what he wants to happen in your life starts to happen. Amen now. Respond to him. Another way to, re another way to respond is you get around those people that you trust those people that are close to you, and you talk to them about it. You say, you know what? The Lord was dealing with me about such and such. The Lord was talking to me about such and such. And like I said earlier, you'll find a lot of times when you do that, that's when it'll grow. More understanding will come. More revelation will be there. It's almost like, you know, the use it or lose it principle. You, 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 you step out and you start to put into action what the Lord has given you, and he adds more to you. And those who just sit on it and go, just nothing, they eventually lose it. Because you go down the road a little bit in their life, they look back, they hardly remember it or question it. But it's no longer reality, yet it was so God. It was so God. You know, there are people living today that they had an account, encounter and experience with God and it was, it's as if it never happened. It really is. I've seen people, I, back when I was doing uh, youth camps years ago, I can remember one young lady who came to camp. She was on drugs and all kinds of stuff and came to camp and got saved. And uh, filled with the Spirit, all kinds of stuff. Had, I mean, had her mail read, you know what I'm talking about, by the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, just where she was, bam, broke down, broke down in tears. God, I mean, it was just specific, specific uh, words of knowledge and things that described her. And I tell you what, she had a glorious time. Woo! While later, I don't know, a couple years later, 
I was ministering in a juvenile detention center. And there she was. There she was. I thought, how sad. I mean, she wasn't just rehabilitated. She was born again. I mean, I was there. I was there to witness firsthand. This was the real thing. I mean, the power of God, I was the one laying hands on her. She, you know, falls to the floor. It just crumbles. And God read her mail. And it was powerful. Yet it was like it didn't happen. I thought, eh. What I tried, you know, what I did in there is I tried to stir it back up. Because she didn't forget about it. I made her tell everybody else. <laughs> in the juvenile deal there. I said, you tell everybody, and I didn't, know, I didn't know if she was going to tell it right. <laughs> I said, you tell everybody what happened. What happened to you? Because they knew her. She was a crook like they were. And, uh, and she did. And sometimes, you know what? Some of the best things people can do. Start talking again about what God has said to you. Start telling those stories again of what you know happened. Of what was revealed to you. What was real to you. Come on now. That, that's what, it'll start bubbling up in you. It'll affect somebody else. It'll get back on you. Before you know it, you'll be back where you used to be. Oh, and some have gotten away from where, they've used to, where they used to be. God wants them to be back. God wants you to be back and more. Back to where you were and more than before. Amen. His love hasn't changed. His call hasn't changed. His plan hasn't changed. We just got off track, but we're back. Come on. Let that be stirred up in you. Let that be stirred up and renewed in you. And, and, and watch God take you forward from here. He'll act like you were never gone. You know, he's not like some people we know. <laughs> That'll remind you every day. Man, you sure blew it for five years, didn't you? You're back, but it's about time. <laughs> you know, God's not going to do that to you. He's, you're going to step up, and he's gonna, it's going to be like you never left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you wasted some time, but he has a, an ability. He, he has a way of restoring. Amen. The word of the Lord. <laughs> Let me show you something else, and we'll see what may finish. We may, we'll see. First uh, Samuel, thank you, Lord. How many know it's by the word of the Lord that people get saved? Not by any other thing, but they hear from God. Now, not they don't necessarily describe it that way because we someone thinks I didn't hear God's voice in specific words. People are hearing from God. And it's that thing that's drawing them to him. Da 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 Thank you, Lord. First uh, Samuel three. First Samuel three says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. It was rare. That doesn't mean undercooked. It means infrequent. It was rare. There was no widespread revelation. Doesn't that sound like a sad day? I don't want that to be ever the case in our midst where the word of the Lord is rare. You know, every once in a great while, God will move. <laughs> every once in a great while, God will speak. You know, every now and then, you know, someone will get saved or someone will get healed or, or a gift of the Spirit will manifest. I really believe this, that the gifts of the Spirit should be continually operating through the body of Christ. In church out of church our services should have the gifts of the spirit flowing on a regular basis i mean and and they do but i think even more than they do that's my expectation they should even even more than they do and that's one of the reasons you know these believers meetings we're given place 
and stuff flows. Glory to God. But let it never be that the that the revelation of God is not widespread. Why do you think that is? Some might think, well, you know, the Lord was just not saying anything to people. I, I tend to believe that God responds to people looking to Him. Do you believe that's true? I, I see that in the Word of God. Whoever will call on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. If you'll seek, you will find. If you don't seek, you won't find. Hmm. And if the word of the Lord is not coming, I don't think God doesn't have anything to say. If I've never heard something from him, I don't believe it's because he doesn't want to talk to me. I don't believe that for a moment. I believe that I would be the the hinge in this scenario that if I would look to him, I'd find he's already looking to me. If I would listen to his voice, I'd find he's already talking. It's not that I have to convince him to do something. Or he doesn't want his word to be well spread and revelation to be well spread around. No, he wants it with all his heart. But he's looking for a person who will not only look for it, but then grab a hold of it, believe it, say it, speak it into action, and let it come out into the earth. So God has something to ride on. Amen. You read this story a little bit further, you know, Samuel was becoming, he was becoming a, a prophet, and, and the Lord started talking to him in his bedroom, Samuel, you know, and, uh, and at first he didn't know what that was, and you wonder why, you think, well, he was young, he never experienced that, I, I understand that, but he's with Eli, and he goes in to talk to Eli, you can read the story for yourself, Eli was the old prophet, and at first Eli says, I don't know, go back and lay down, <laughs> You mean you didn't even think of it for a second? That, you know, maybe it's God. I mean, you're a prophet and everything. And it didn't even cross your mind that maybe God's talking to the young lad. And after a few times, he figured it out. Oh, yeah. God talks. Next time, answer him. (laughs) Huh? Well, how was it that a prophet even became so dull? I mean, he's anointed to hear from God. And he's not recognizing spiritual activity when it's right there in his own house. Well, we know he was, he was getting off track. He was letting his young boys run, run amok and, and do wrong things in the priesthood. And he, you know, he just wasn't where he was supposed to be. But it shows us that we can become more sensitive and aware or less sensitive and aware to the word of the Lord. I want to keep myself in a position where I hear. Oh, I love to hear what God is saying. I love to hear what God is doing. <laughs> I love to hear. I love to hear because when God speaks, <laughs> I'm throwing out my plans. I'm going with that. I mean, we wander, we scheme, and try to figure out and calculate, and and you know, try to put together a plan that will work, and and that'll make everything come together. And don't get me wrong, God wants us to use our brain. Doesn't want us to just be mindless people in society. But when God speaks. Everything's okay. Now I know what to do. Now I know what's important. Now I know what to put my hand to. Now I can stop wandering around. Remember the scripture said that where there is no vision, where there is no prophetic revelation of God, the people perish. Amen. They wander about aimlessly. They wander about through life not knowing where to go, not knowing what they are to do. But when God speaks to you, <laughs> Everything becomes clear. Amen. You act on that until you get some more. Say, well, it wasn't enough. It's enough to start. The Lord will always give you enough to start. He'll always give you enough to get started in a certain direction. Praise God. I'm talking about those. I'm talking about God will talk to you about ministry stuff. And God will talk to you about career stuff. And he'll talk to you about every area of your life because he's interested in all of it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I can usually only give most of my illustrations about ministry stuff because that's what he's called me to. But listen, you're not, everyone's called to ministry, but I mean, you're not called to a full-time pastorate or something like that. God will talk to you about your life and your career and your business and your money and your health and your kids and your, your marriage and, your, and everything, your friends and your investments and the car you drive and, and, and help you with everything. 
Amen. Shopping in the store. Don't buy that one. Buy that one. <laughs> that one's going to break. You'll bring it back. <laughs> I'm telling you, he knows everything. <laughs> He's a lot smarter than a rocket scientist. <laughs> he knows everything there is to know, and he lives in you. Amen. He lives in me. And he's, he's a talking God. He's a speaking Lord. He's, he's one who communicates to us every day of our lives. He'll talk to us. Praise God. And when he does, we hear it, don't we? <laughs> when he does, we hear it. Come on. When he does, we hear it. <laughs> Come on. But when he speaks to us, we hear it, don't you? Say, I do. I hear his voice. I hear his voice. He leads me. He guides me. I hear his voice every day. I know what to do. He lives big in me. And he talks to me. He leads me. And I know what to do. Because I'm his sheep. And I hear his voice. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. The Lord talks to us, doesn't he? The Lord talks to us, doesn't he? Amen. Amen. When the Lord talks to you through, through somebody else, you listen with more than one ear. You know what? You listen with more than one ear. Because what you hear on the outside, praise God, you've got to hear it on the inside. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's why I sometimes even value, I value when the Lord is taught. I mean, I love prophecy and stuff, and I operate it and, 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 and love it. Uh, when the Lord has talked to me about things, not through somebody else. I like that because then I really know. Because I never heard it with this ear. I heard it, but I didn't hear it with this ear, so I don't even have to filter it. You know what I'm saying? And then oftentimes what the Lord will do, and He's done this with me a number of times, He'll say it to me in here. And then sometime later, He'll say it to me out here. You know, someone else will come along and say some things. And I'm like, I don't even have to judge that. I mean, I already know. Because the Lord already said to me when no one else was in the room. I remember when I was first uh, getting ready to prepare to go to Bible school and these these type of things. And I had a drawing of the Lord to ministry. And I felt like he was calling me to do something. But also at the same time, I wanted someone else to tell me I was called. I had that, but... I, there was enough question in my mind, like me. No, no one in my family does this. I mean, we do cows. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and uh, I wanted someone else to tell me I was called who didn't know me. And it's like, for the longest time, went you know years, no one would you know even if I get in a good meeting, no one would prophesy to me that I'm called. <laughs> you know, and I was wanting that just I wanting that confirmation. Nothing. Until later. When I didn't need it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I got to a point where all by myself, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's like, I don't, you know, if you would have come to prophesy, I didn't need it. I already know. And then it happens like, okay, I know that. You know what I'm saying? There, there is a lot of value in getting to a place where you know that you know yourself. Because you know what? No one else can talk you out of it. If someone else would have come to me at that point and said, you know what? You're not called to the ministry. <laughs> I said, you're a false prophet. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Why? Because I already heard. I already heard the word. I already got the word of the Lord, and I've already spoken that out of my mouth. It's become real, and it was already working and operating in me. Still is to this day. Thank you, Lord. Still is working in me. What God said to me years before works in me these years later. Because it doesn't get old. It's just as if he said it to me yesterday. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Father, we just magnify you tonight. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. We thank you for the word of the Lord to each and every one of us, that you are a speaking God. And, Lord, that you are speaking to each and every one of us. You talk to us about our lives, about our future, and about your plan. You talk to us about our place in Christ and all that you've called us to do in this land. Thank you, Lord, for moving mightily in individuals' lives in their bed tonight.
as they lay on their head on their pillow and they look to you and they call on your name, I thank you that you're there. Lord, that you, you haven't left a single person, but that you're there and you're there to minister and to move in their life like, you, like they've never seen and known before. You're, you're there to take them up to a higher place and to speak to them and make known your ways and your purposes for their lives. Thank you, Lord, that you speak to us, your children. You speak to us, and we hear and we receive. And, Lord, we purpose to acknowledge every good thing. Oh, that's in us in Christ. We acknowledge everything that you say. We're not going to be like the, uh, the impolite child that hears but doesn't respond. Lord, we purpose to respond. When we hear from you, we say, yes, sir. We receive that. Yes, we'll do that. Yes, we'll be that. Yes, we'll believe that. And we believe the Word of God is operative in all of our lives. That sharp, dynamic, two-edged sword is working in all of our lives. Oh, taking us up, taking us high, moving us into all the fullness of your will and of your plan. All your will and all your plan. Thank you, Lord. Oh, that you call us and separate us into your word, into your will, and into your service. Thank you, Lord, that you call us out and set us into a place of fruitfulness. Oh, glory to God. Thank you for the blessing of the Lord now. The blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. And you add no sorrow with it. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. And you add no sorrow with it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. And you add no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. And you add no sorrow with it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.